Welcome back, Kind Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. As it has been our practice over the last few years, we're going to do a little review of what some of the movers and shakers in industry think might be trends for the coming year. So we are in January of 2023 and we're looking at the Forbes list of what will be important management issues, they feel, in 2023. We're not going to talk in detail about all of the items on the list, but I'll just run through the list first of all, and then we'll talk about the ones where we feel we've got some input. (laughs) Herself was a bit concerned that I was going to make a talk about inflation (laughs) and economic downturn, but uh, she would just say blah, blah. It just means means I can't go out to dinner as often as I'd like, (laughs) unless she's going to float the economy single-handedly. So what uh, Forbes are looking at is supply chain reliability, Inflation and economic downturn, increased customer expectations, accelerated digital transformation, future skills and the skills gap, data and device security, and sustainability. And I will put a link to the actual article at the bottom of the listing on the website so that you can read the article as well as listen to what our comments are. So if we look first of all at supply chain reliability, that is something that affects every business regardless of what service or product or activity that you're you're involved with in terms of the management issues around it it's about the reliability I think Mm. it's looking at who are your reliable suppliers and they might not be the same ones as as you've looked at previously you might have to look a bit more broadly and you might have to understand what the word reliability means. It's not so much biggest is best anymore. It's about who can provide you with a reliable supply of whatever it is that you want in a timely fashion. You might also have changed your requirements in terms of... So if I look back at one of my previous lives, I had a lolly shop and it was my activity at this time of year to go to Germany to the World Convention and look at what new products were coming out because essentially in January of, say, this year, I would be looking at what products I could buy for Christmas because I would have to order them in April or May of this year for Christmas delivery. But these days, the manufacturing and the supply is nowhere near as as outstretched as those sort of dates and that might be the same for your industry as well or you might have longer lead times now Mm -hmm. than you had previously you might have changed the way that you run your production lines or that you review the information that you're using for the service that you're providing so it's about not just about the supply chain reliability I don't think but it's also about the timeliness of that supply I think reliability within the constraint as well because, for example, we all know and it's been on the news a lot about certain medication shortages. That's affect everyone. So really, if you... Look at that. She didn't talk about the potatoes shortage. <laughs> Not interested in potatoes. <laughs> no, I heard this morning onions are a, are a problem as oh, well. Oh, is it? <laughs> anyway, okay. we digress. On, on the medication as an example... And say if there's shortage, and so really one could say, well, I could go to different pharmacies and try to get that. To me, if you're dealing with a certain, normally, your, your pharmacist, and I'm the pharmacist, 
the best way I can serve you is, yes, I have limitation in getting the stuff, but is to make sure I'm doing everything I can to get you the product within the rules. So within that, meaning do not over-order anything because if you yeah. overstock, you're creating a bigger problem. You can't with medication, but with other things you probably could. So I would be happy to make sure that my clients, the ones that come and buy this medication from me, are always know that if I haven't got it, I'm on top of it mm. and I'm on the list and I'll communicate to let them know when it comes. So that to me is the reliable one of the reliabilities you're talking about within very difficult circumstances. With with other things it's again is the communication. As a company, I can go out and source it, but we are limited. So the quality has to be right. And I've got to be satisfied that the people telling me they're going to deliver it by a certain date, and then I'm telling my customer, that mm. is when it's more frustrating. Bad enough to know that this is going to take three months for this item to come, and then to find out it's actually nine months, and it just keeps creeping up. That's it. So you want to know that whoever is telling you is telling you and it's going to happen. Um, the other thing is, yeah, again, overstocking. Some people think that oh, I can just stockpile. What that does is create another problem for everybody else. The other thing is there's it, no um, ball effect. So if you're looking at, and this covers mm -hmm. maybe other areas in, in um, Forbes thing as well, if, if you're looking at the construction industry at the moment, and I have a bit of exposure through my clients, and there are things like getting the material, shortage of labour as well. Another one, which is actually quite significant, and to my shame, I didn't even think it was in the same league as the other two, but it was, it's weather. Mm. We had mm. so much rain that even when they had this stuff, they couldn't deliver. And no wonder the construction industry is suffering at the moment. Again, so that's back to sustainability, about us respecting the environment and taking it for granted that it's not just about climate change, it's not just words, it's real, and mm -hmm. we have to deal with it. So uh, I think, again, to understand the whole picture, and it's changing all the time. So... When you look at the experts telling us about those topics and telling us about if you look back for what the experts said three day, three years ago, you will find that we didn't know COVID mm. was coming. Mm. We didn't know the effect of that. And then there's things like, obviously, the war and the climate and, and all of that. It affects it. So I, I think if within those confines you do your best for your customers, for your employees with your suppliers you've got to keep working at it and that's when they talk about keep changing and pivoting you have to do that to survive the next one is the inflation economic downturn which we won't talk about because <laughs> you can all draw your own conclusions <laughs> or your own situations yes. the third one is increased customer expectations now, this is something we've talked about in a, or, or touched on briefly in another podcast, in a case study. But here, Forbes are talking about this being a management issue. And it is based in the fact that for the last three years, consumers particularly, and to a lesser extent, I think, um, business to business customers, have had to adjust to new ways of 
doing things and we in turn have had to adjust to new ways of managing. But what came with that was an increased level of customer expectation about the service, the level of service that they are being provided and the timeliness of it. They are far more interested in a general sense in getting things quickly in the time that they want them so where we might look back five or ten years time and as organizations we were directing the traffic we were saying you will get this product at this time because that's when it'll come and the customer said okay well I'll wait 18 months from a new car or whatever else it is there's less of that happening now because there are alternatives and other organisations, your competitors maybe, have stepped up to the mark faster than you have and can look at the way they do business and the way they manage business and meet those increased customer expectations. So you're going to have to recognise that they are increased, what has changed in the customer expectations and see what you can do to match those expectations and look forward to what where that that trajectory might be going so that you're ahead of the game. I think with the customer expectation, two, two ways the customers will come in the retail space. You're coming through online or in person. You do one or the other, in some cases just because you like a change. In other words, it's just it's no pre-planning. You just happen to be walking around and you want it to look or sometimes you just want to touch and feel the product. In, in that sense, how do they service you? Figure out why they're coming in the shop this time and why they're going online and, mm-hmm. and, and work around that. For some people, as an example, it doesn't, it's not one size fit all, but because I've got a big family and then when I buy toys, I keep forgetting what's the latest for that age group and that. And there's a, there's a lot of new stuff. So in a certain um, place I go to, they already got my record on file, so they know that I've I need a seven and an eight and a nine and a twelve and a, mm. what, and they kept records of what I got for the last three years, so I don't repeat <laughs> the same thing for different people. But they would tell me, I know I could do my research, but I like to see it, touch it, and get it explained to me. And then they say, well, this for the education one, these ones and these ones. And to me, to me, that's the service. That's why I would go back to that shop. Yes. Um, yeah. And that, that's important. Online, just make it straightforward and easy. Let me see it. And I know some of them will show you a 3D of the thing and that. It's really hard sometimes with, I'm, I'm not a good example of online shopper because I don't do it very often. But I might do it more if I can interact with it more. Like, for example, when you see it and they tell you what the fabric is, that's helpful. You can't feel it, but at least you know the fabric. So more information that way and more attractive way of showing it as well. And and make it easy for all age groups to shop online. (laughs) I think that a really good example of that is that we both wear glasses. The place I get my glasses from, I used to always go to the physical store because you could try the glasses on, obviously, and see what they looked like. And now I buy them online because I can put upload my photo 
and they superimpose the frames on my photo so I can still see what they look like without having to find a store and, and be limited to what they've got in stock there. This is an unlimited almost range of, of frames that I can choose from that I can sit on my face and say, well, yeah, it's not quite right or, mm. yeah, okay, this, I'll go with those ones. Well, that's great. So, but why didn't I know about it? Oh, because you Because did. I don't go online. <laughs> but what I mean is, isn't that their job to make sure it I is. am aware of yeah. now this changed and, and I have yeah. more yeah. available yeah. to me? And in that sense, they've probably introduced it because it was yeah. a customer expectation. They would have known from having a physical store perhaps previously yes. that people did like to try them on. So you look mm-hmm. at what is what is the thing that your customers like to do now yeah. and how can we enhance that experience but have it yeah. in a different way to the way we do it now. So yeah. that's, that's the increase in their expectations is that yeah. you will always be improving what you provide for them. That's the first part of our review of the Forbes list of management issues for 2023. Join us next time for part two where we will continue looking at their list and do a final summary. For now, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Inside Exec.